Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Blanning, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Monday the 11th of July. Today, a pair of Aussie basketball vets looking to restart their NBA careers. Nah, you know what? We all know why we're here today. Let's just get into it. The stars came out for this one. Tom Cruise was there, Prince William and Kate Middleton were in attendance, and even little Prince George made his first ever appearance in the Royal Box. But all eyes were on the two men on court. Australian looks like he's having a lovely time. Well, long may this continue. And it did. The men's final of Wimbledon. On one side of the net, you had Nick Kyrgios, the equally volatile and talented Australian who was gifted a walkover into the Wimbledon final after Rafael Nadal withdrew from their semi-final due to injury. And on the other side, there was this guy. Novak Djokovic, still the king of center court. And Wimbledon champion for a seventh time. After over three gruelling hours, Novak Djokovic won his 21st Grand Slam title, defeating Kyrgios in four sets to claim his seventh Wimbledon crown against an opponent that frankly most people thought would never reach the final of a major. And given the frosty relationship between the pair over the years, in victory, even the Joker could see the funny side. Nick, you'll be back. (laughs) Not just Wimbledon, but in finals. In finals. I know it's uh, it's tough and to find consolation words after a tough loss like this, but uh, you know you showed why why uh, you deserve to be one of the best players in the world. I really respect you a lot. I think you are a phenomenal tennis player, an athlete, an amazing talent. I mean, you've been hearing all of that for many years, but now you know everything is starting to come together for you. So I'm sure we're going to see much of you in the uh, later stages of a Grand Slam, man. And. Um, I never thought I'm going to say so many nice things about you, considering <laughs> considering the relationship. Okay, it's officially a bromance. All right. But before the bromance, it was combat. This game delivered on every front. Kyrgios throwing down bomb serve after bomb serve. Novak relentlessly chasing down everything. And of course, a little bit of fan interaction. Distracting me when I'm serving in a Wimbledon final. There's no other bigger occasion. You didn't believe me, and then she did it again. It nearly cost me the game. Yeah, okay, but why is she still here? Because she's drunk out of her mind in the first row, speaking to me in the middle of the game. What's acceptable? Midway through the third set, Nick took exception to a female spectator who attempted to engage him in conversation between serves, much to Nick's frustration. And in order to have the distraction removed, Nick was forced to identify the culprit to the chair umpire. Seven hundred drinks, bro. I think we can guarantee that's the first time Wimbledon's centre court has ever heard that phrase uttered by a player. Despite the loss, Nick's taking plenty of positives away from his first ever Slam final. My level's right there. Um, I feel like you look at what Novak's done to some other opponents, um, and it's not a good feeling. I'm right there. I'm not behind the eight ball at all. I've played a Slam final against probably the, one of the greatest of all time, um, and I was right there. So confidence, obviously. It was a hell of an occasion. You know, people probably were expecting me to have something happen today, but I came out in the first set and I looked like I was the one who'd been played, who had played that a lot of finals. And I thought I dealt with the pressure pretty well. So Nick Kyrgios is officially a Wimbledon runner-up after a tournament he'll never forget, and neither will we. But before we move on from the green, green grass of Wimbledon, 
Remember the losers down the other end when Nick Kyrgios and Thanasi Kokonakis won the Australian Open doubles final earlier this year? No. Actually, I don't. Well, they were also an all-Australian pair by the name of Matthew Ebden and Max Purcell. And while they were painted as the villains in January, over the weekend, they were undoubtedly the heroes. What a way to do it. Another come-from-behind victory. These guys have just put on their capes and become Superman when they've been behind. Purcell and Ebden were lucky to have made the final at all, having survived five match points in their semi-final win. And perhaps motivated by just how close they'd come to being knocked out of the tournament, the all-Aussie pair knuckled down for what turned out to be a five-set, four-hour epic against the defending champions Nikola Mektic and Matej Pavic, who played the entire final with a broken right hand kind of feels like quite a significant injury in the sport of tennis. You need hands. Purcell and Ebden became the first all-Aussie combo to win the tournament since the Woodies, Mark Woodford and Todd Woodbridge, 22 years ago. But I'll let Max Purcell sum up the vibe of the victory. Thought we were out of here first round, so um, even... <laughs> well, love 40 down in the fifth, three match points, and, I mean, we just won Wimbledon. How good's that? <laughs> Back in 2002, the West Tigers decided that despite having taken them to their first ever premiership, after a decade in charge, it was time for them to part ways with Tim Sheens as their head coach. I'm going to have to let you go. And since then, that coaching chair has seen more than a few asses. Mick Potter, Jason Taylor, Ivan Cleary, Madge Maguire, and currently Brett Kamali occupies the job. But 10 years on, and without a finals appearance in that time, the Tigers look set to turn to a familiar face. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Michael Chamis for the Sydney Morning Herald reports that 71-year-old Sheens, who returned to the club at the beginning of the season as the director of football, has informed the club he's prepared to step into the head coaching role for next season. After sacking Maguire last month, assistant coach Brett Kamali took on the role in an interim capacity. But after the club failed to woo coaching Wunderkind Cam Serraldo from the Panthers with a big money offer... There's not enough money in the world. The Tigers are set to turn to the man who led them to the promised land all the way back in 2005. The Tigers, the West Tigers. Well done. A magnificent victory here tonight. Chamis reports the club would look to employ Sheens as a short-term solution to the head coaching vacancy in the hope an assistant could blossom under his guidance and take over the job long-term. No doubt the people in charge back in 2012 when they sacked Tim Sheens had similar ideas. And before we finish up today, a quick update on a couple of old school Aussie hoopers. Baines with a step back three. Look out, big man. It was a guard-like step back. I mean, look at the footwork. <laughs> Aussie big man Aaron Baines hasn't so much as been sighted on a basketball court since suffering a spinal injury while playing for the Boomers during their bronze medal Tokyo Olympic campaign. Baines injured his neck against Italy before slipping and falling in the bathroom, which saw him lose the ability to walk. But Baines is not only back walking, he's balling. Great to see him back after you know, everything he's been through. Um, it's awesome to see him back looking strong, healthy, um, shooting the ball well, so it's great to see him back out there. Good. Rising star Josh Giddy excited by the sight of Baines back on court in Las Vegas, where the big fella will work out with several NBA teams over the coming weeks with the hopes of adding to his 576 NBA game tally, which includes a championship with the San Antonio Spurs. And he's not the only vet on the comeback trail. Barnes defending LeBron James. Goes with him nicely on the spin. James kicks it out. Della Vadova for three. Bang! Matthew Della Vadova. 
Delhi, the dogged guard who helped LeBron James win a championship with the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2016, is reported to be working out with the Sacramento Kings after spending last season with Melbourne United in the NBL. Sadly, Dyson Daniels, the newest Aussie to enter the NBA ranks, had to be helped from the court in his NBA Summer League debut after suffering a sprained ankle. And that is your Fast Fun Hitter Sport for Monday the 11th of July. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.